Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome back to part two. This will be season two, episode number 24, Mad Money Mike. I'm going to go over some injuries, news, and notes from this past week before we get into our NFL Week 18 Pick 3 and bonus National Championship game preview. So on the NFL side, we need to pour one out. I think you drank your beer already, Mad Money Mike, but John Madden passed away last week. Rest in peace to Coach, to the man He's not a myth. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I grew up playing Madden. And yeah, I spent countless hours playing Madden back in high school. Um, who knows how long ago that was. But any, I mean, what, what can goat. you say about him? He, he's, he's a goat. Best. He's a goat. Yeah, he's a goat. I mean, he is a goat. There's no other way to say it. Absolute legend. Have you had a chance to watch the documentary? No. It's on, yeah, you can watch it on, I believe, like Peacock now or just Google it you know, how to, how to stream John Madden documentary. It came out, it came out on Christmas day. He passed away, you know, not too long after. I like to believe that it was like a thing that he loved so much that he kind of was able to go peacefully afterwards. Cause it is, it's awesome. I haven't finished it yet, but I've started it worth a watch. The John Madden documentary that just came out. Great stuff. So I'm sure that chronicles, excellently how much John Madden has done for the game of football. But I also want to mention that personally he has impacted me because John Madden made the turducken famous and every Thanksgiving we eat turducken. And I can't help but think that had John Madden not, you know, essentially been the spokesperson and put turducken on the map, our Thanksgiving every year would just be one bird. I mean, this is three times the birds, a turkey, a duck, and a chicken. Mad Money Mike, I don't know if you've had it or not, but it's delicious. And thanks to John Madden. Again, you know, again, thanks for so many things, including the turducken. <laughs> I, I put the soundbite for the gobble, gobble, gobble. I deleted it because Thanksgiving was over, but I should have brought it back just for that. Okay. All right. Going, uh, kind of switching gears. We talked about Antonio Brown in the last pod, but just to kind of close the book on this uh he's essentially been fired from the tampa bay buccaneers uh they're working with the league right now on the best way to do that given uh his outburst and just quitting in the middle of the game uh last week so uh yeah we talked about that ad nauseum last pod so check that out if you didn't get a chance yet um other injuries news and notes joe burrow's knee his injury is not expected to be serious so depending on where they can move within the ranks of the AFC. He may or may not play next week, so stay tuned for that if that uh, interests you from a betting standpoint. Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, he tours ACL and he's done so. So um, any playoff run will be without mm. him. Darren mm, Waller, tight. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. It does. They do have a lot of weapons, but he was he was a good one. So a little more, uh, little more will be put on C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper um, you know, in the, in, uh, Pollard and Zeke. So nevertheless, the Las Vegas Raiders, Darren Waller 
tight end uh, is expected to be back for next week. So that'll be huge. Like we mentioned, we're going to talk about here in this pick three uh, winner go home game between them and the Chargers. The Eagles had a COVID outbreak. So stay tuned throughout the week for that. You know, there's a new protocol. They're only going to, they only need to be out five days um, if they're, you know, it's asymptomatic or, or minimal symptoms. So stay tuned there. They're playing the Cowboys, not too much to play for the, the Eagles don't have too much to play for, but nevertheless, stay tuned there. Uh, Jimmy G with his hand injury, he's questionable versus the Rams. That is a very impactful game. So you're going to want to stay tuned on that one. So with that mad money, Mike, let's head into our NFL week 18 pick three. Okay. Game one is the 11 and five Cowboys heading into the 9-7 and seven Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are home, and they are three-point underdogs. The over-under is 41-and-a-half. The Cowboys just lost to the Cardinals. The Eagles just had an impressive comeback win and are on a four-game winning streak. However, we just talked about they had some COVID issues. So, Mad Money Mike, you get a big old asterisk for this gun-to-the-head segment when I ask you, the Eagles are pretty much locked in in the sixth seed for the playoffs. Cowboys do, I believe, want to win this game just to you know get as close to maximize their home field advantage uh, potentially for a second or third round. So, Mad Money Mike, gun to the head, are the Eagles at home three points? Looks kind of tasty. We talked about Michael Gallup being out for the Cowboys. Cowboys kind of had a disappointing loss. Do you think they bounce back, or do you think that the Cowboys end the season on a two-game skid? Yeah, I I got to take I got to take the Eagles here, but we need to double check that line. Uh Bovada's got it now, I believe it's 7. Wow. It is. Yeah, the Eagles are plus 7. So um the line obviously has moved as a result of the COVID news. Um it's just hard to say, man. It it really is hard to say. Like I I don't know I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, gun to the head right now. I would take the Eagles plus seven, but that's only because that's a lot of points for a home game division, historic rivalry where like, no matter what that Eagles defense is going to be given the Cowboys fits, regardless of what happens on the other side of the ball. Seven points seems like a lot for a Cowboys team that's been struggling. But again, with all the COVID information, I just don't know who's out, who's in, who's going to be in. I could, you know, depending on who's out, I could certainly see the Cowboys winning by more than seven. If they're healthy and they need the win for seeding, then I could certainly see them winning by seven or more. Very, very tough one. This is a stay tuned for the news. Gun to the head, though. I'm going to go Cowboys minus seven. Yeah, I I, I... I wanted to talk about this because it's two playoff contenders, but you make a good point. It's impossible to make a pick that any of our loyal listeners should take seriously. If, if nothing, if anything, this should just be a lesson that sometimes it's good to just pay attention and stay tuned and keep your money on the sidelines. So maybe this uh, is an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Big Bad Brent, I got a question for you, my man. Did you know that this is now a Saturday game? Did you know that we had Saturday games on the slate? Yes, sir. This is a Saturday night game, I believe. Hey-o. I forgot to mention it. I should have mentioned it. Let's go. 
Yeah, we're not going to talk about the other Saturday game, but I believe it's the Chiefs and the Broncos. So the the Chiefs want to get a win to put pressure on the Titans playing on Sunday. The Broncos don't have anything to play for. So that spread is huge. I think it's like 10 or 11 points, and I wasn't planning on talking about it. But yes, Mad Money Mike, there are two Saturday football games. God bless NFL. God bless America. All right, let's move to our second game of this pick three. Okay, and so I don't have any COVID outbreak news, so that's good. But our second game, yet, I don't have any COVID outbreak news yet, but it's early in the week here. So, you, you, of course, stay tuned. That's a that's an asterisk and a caveat that we don't have to say, but is present for every single NFL game. Um, the 9-7 and seven 49ers are heading into Los Angeles to take on the 12-4 and four Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are at home and favored by five. Of course, Mad Money Mike, if you've got a fresher spread, feel free to jump in. The over-under is 44.5. The Rams on a five-game winning streak. The 49ers on a one-game winning streak. Talked about it, I believe, at the end of the last pod, but the Rams are very motivated here to get the win versus the 49ers because if they do beat the 49ers and the Saints also win, then 49ers are ousted from the playoffs and the Rams would play the Saints in round one, and the Saints have some serious quarterback issues. So um, two teams clearly want to play because 49ers need to win to get in. Um, we did talk a little bit about Jimmy G being questionable versus the Rams here, so they might end up having to go with Trey Lance, who really looked like a freshman quarterback this past week. So Mad Money Mike, all that being said, gun to the head, Rams at home, five-point favorites, I don't think we should count on Jimmy G playing or being 100%. So I'm going to take the Rams here with the points, but I want to know, gun to the head, who are you taking? Well, I, I think it's only fair that we give both bets because with Jimmy G, I'm going 49ers. I got uh, the Swindlers, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Bovada has them at four and a half. With Jimmy G, I go 49ers. With Trey Lance, I go Rams. It's just that simple for me. So follow the news. Jimmy G, take the Niners. Trey Lance, take the Rams. hey oh, Love it. Well said, and I like the – yeah, well, why make a fool's choice? Let, let's just let's just give a couple of options, and then folks can stay tuned and bet accordingly. So, all right, let's head to the Sunday night football closing NFL regular season game, which is, of course, so fitting. It's the only – Loser leaves town game of this week. Mad Money Mike go. is Chargers and the Raiders. Let's go. All right, so the nine and seven Chargers on a one game win streak in Las Vegas, taking on the nine and seven Raiders, who are on a three game winning streak. The Raiders at home are underdogs by now shop around here. I've seen underdogs by two and a half and I've seen underdogs by three. So depending on which side you want, you may want to choose, you know, which one you, which either, you either want two and a half or you want three. So if you, if you're taking the Raiders, you want the full three. If you like the chargers, you only want to give two and a half. So Mad money, Mike, I know what I want here, but it's crazy because we're going to be there. I, I, I I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm going to do the soundtrack gun to the head but feel free to take as much time as you want i'm just so excited to potentially be at this game yeah i can't i just honestly i cannot believe that this is the very last game of the nfl regular season that it's a win or go home winning you're in losing you go home 
situation that we're going to be in Las Vegas for the game that we're going to get to go to it. It's like the most, it's like one of the coolest things. I'm, you know, I'm just like, I'm at a loss of words, man. I'm speechless about how awesome that scenario is. All right. Gun to the head. Got to make a pick here. It's going to be tough to bet against the Raiders because we're going to be there. I do think that, uh, you know, even though it's a new city, I still think it's going to be Raiders faithful coming out, making some noise, getting loud, getting the team pumped up. But man, that Chargers team is playing with some gusto going into the going into next week. You know, this was a they they were really firing on all cylinders uh, this week. They looked good. I don't know if the Raiders can hang, man. I really don't because this is a gun to the head segment. I gotta go Chargers minus two and a half. Mad Money Mike, I am completely with you. I think the Chargers are the more potent team. I like their head coach, Brandon Staley, more so than I like this Raiders interim head coach. We, we do need to give the Raiders a lot of credit for this three-game win streak, given all the extracurriculars that has been going on in the organization um, over these past months, You know, primarily John Gruden. And, of course, you've had the, the crazy DUI by one of the wide receivers and the crazy, like, gun escapade on Facebook posts. So the Raiders have been through a lot. So the fact that they made it here is huge. And the fact they're going to be at the game in Las Vegas, I hate to bet. I want to bet and cheer for the Raiders. I don't think the Chargers have much of a fan base or following, even when they're at home. So I do expect this crowd to be rowdy for the Raiders. But that being said, I think the Chargers pretty much just echoing what you said. They're more potent. They're the better team. They're stronger. I love Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers are going to get the win here. I'll probably end up taking them on the money line um, just to you know avoid any crazy last-minute comebacks or you know win but not cover type deals here, especially while I'm there. Um, so I'll probably end up taking Chargers on the money line, but uh, picking against the spread, I, I have to take the Chargers here as well, just because I have so much faith in uh, in that staff and that uh, that team. So give me the Chargers minus two and a half. Let's go! All right, and we've got a bonus game: National Championship College Football. Mad Money Mike, Ooh, Nelly, Let's Georgia, go. the Natty, the Natty, the Georgia Bulldogs. Versus the Alabama Crimson Crimson Tide in Indianapolis. Now, the line I'm seeing is Bama is a three-point underdog. This line opened, I believe, at Bama plus two and a half. So a little bit of money is coming in on Georgia. Mm-hmm. The money line is now Georgia minus 145 just to win. And Bama just to win is plus 125. Crazy to see Bama as an underdog. Mad Money Mike taking a look at the playoff semifinal games. Alabama beat the Cincinnati Bearcats 27-6. Georgia Bulldogs beat the Michigan Wolverines 34-11. These two teams met in the SEC championship where Alabama, this was a much bigger upset at the time. Alabama upset the Bulldogs, gave Georgia their first loss of the year. Uh, They won 41-24. Mad Money Mike, this game is on Monday night, so there is a football game on Monday night, and it's the best college football game of the year. I want to get your thoughts on this one, and I'm going to need a pick, man. I'm going to need a pick. Yeah, this is this is a wild one because I think the Bearcats – I think the Bearcats were playing their face off. I really do, and I think Alabama overcame it. 
And I think Michigan played like absolute turds and Georgia just, you know, what do you do to a turd? You just steamroll it, you know? So it's really, really difficult to apply what happened in the playoffs to this game. Uh, so with that being said, you look at the last time Georgia and Alabama played, which was uh, how long ago? Oh, yeah, like two weeks or whatever in the SEC championship. And who won that game? Alabama in a big game. And they pretty much rolled over Georgia. So, you know, Georgia's going to have to – it's going to have to be a real payback situation. They're going to have to take the field with a team that has beat them. And they are going to somehow have to have the confidence and bravado to say that, like, even though you beat us handily, like – we're going to be able to beat you today. And I just don't know if that's going to be in the minds of these young players, man. I really don't. I think I think that, you know, college players are way more susceptible to the bright lights. And if any, you know, coach is going to get his players ready for those bright lights, it's going to be Nick Saban. How many times has he done it? Like a billion? They had to like build a whole new facility to hold all of his national championship trophies. I mean, the guy is a machine. He knows how to get his players ready. Now, with that being said, money is clearly pouring in on Georgia because this money line opened only at plus 110. It's moved all the way from plus 110 for Alabama all the way to plus 125. I would have lost money on that bet alone. I would have told you there's no way that Alabama finishes plus money. Alabama is an underdog. Alabama is a three-point underdog. The last time Alabama was a three-point underdog was probably never. I don't know, like 1920. Like It is insane to me that they are a three-point underdog in a national championship game, uh, you know, but the odds makers know more than we do, man. Georgia is clearly a favorite at minus 145, minus three, minus 145. Something's happening here, man. Something's happening here. It could be a little bit of a viral kind of, there's a buzz out there that it's finally their time kind of thing. But if you think for a second that this isn't locker room material, if you think for one second that Nick Saban isn't going to take this plus three and post it up on everybody's locker for them to see, and he's going to look them right in their face and say, you're underdogs. Nobody thinks that you can win this game. Well, then you're mistaken because I promise you he's going to do that. I promise you Alabama is going to be fired up, and I promise you that this is going to be a tight, tight, tight game. And in a tight game – you know, you got to look at intangibles. I see Nick Saban as an intangible. Drum roll, please. Gun to the head. Money bags. Just punch all the sound bites all at once. Jimmy Bama! Let's wow. go. Roll Tide. All right. I love that analysis. Mad Money Mike, I have a different perspective. So, Georgia, undefeated, headed into the – they looked unstoppable. Headed into SEC championship game. They got upset. Bama had to pull out all the stops. They had to have that win in order to get into the college football playoffs. So they they used all their tricks, right? Their bag of tricks is now empty. Meanwhile, Georgia, they needed this wake-up call. They were sitting high and mighty up on their mountain. They needed this slap in the face. Hey, so they've got all the motivation they need. They are primed and ready, ready for this rematch. I feel like it's a game of chess where Alabama just had to show their move and how they checkmated Georgia. And so now Georgia has all the cheat codes. There, they have the upper hand. Bama's, all their cards are out. Georgia has all their cards. They can make their moves to counter what Bama did. I don't think there's any big stage or coaching advantage that Bama has because of the situation that we are in right now. So I am sadly, Mad Money Mike, going to have to try and convince you to avoid 
losing all your money on Bama. It is Georgia's time. Kirby Smart is finally going to get the bear off his back. I believe he's got a terrible record versus Alabama, and I think he finally gets the national championship. I don't think Georgia has one. Uh, Georgia gets his first national championship. Give me Georgia on the money line, minus 145. Mad Money Mike, that's my lock of the week, and that is a good segue into our locks of the week. I'll tell you what. I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar rice. Right, how much? $100? $200? $1,000. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. All right, so I am on a three-game win streak. My locks of the week, I am 9-7 and seven on the season. Mad Money Mike, we're going to be in Vegas watching this game. I'm taking Georgia on the money line, minus 145 as my lock. Now, yes, it's, it's not a minus 110 bet, but I can tell you the reason I'm doing this because I'm every single bet I'll be making for NFL, I'm going to be doing a two-team parlay with Georgia on the money line. So Every bet? Uh, Come on, much, man. Pretty Tell much our loyal listeners, throw in a disclaimer, please, for our loyal listeners. Do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. Uh, Big the Brent. Love the enthusiasm on Georgia. Love the take on Georgia. You know, uh, just to quickly, you know, take a step back and say, I believe that I have a way of avoiding us betting against each other because I also really like the under. I wanted the under at 52 and a half. It's already down to 52. So money's already coming in on the under. I've already missed out on half a point. Uh, so I believe I'm going to take the under. I may buy a couple points. I may buy it up to like 54 and a half actually, but I like the under. So I believe I'll be taking the under that way. I can still root for Georgia with you. Um, uh, so anyway, that's a side note back to our loyal listeners. Do not, do not parlay every bet you make with Georgia money line would be mad money. Mike's advice. Uh, unless good- you like truckloads of money, <laughs> don't do it unless you want dump trucks of money. <laughs> And issues flying home with large stacks and briefcases full of cash. Oh, man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. All so right. So what's your lock of the week then, Mad Money Mike? Okay. Uh, I'll skip saying your record and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure you tune in to the pick four, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in addition to all of the pick four uh, bets that I've made, which are all equally as important, Mad Money Mike's Lock of the Week comes to you from none other than the Mile High Stadium Denver Broncos losing to the Chiefs by at least 10 points. Give me Chiefs minus nine and a half Lock of the Week. Excellent. Yeah, I think I think there. I don't. Drew Locke is still going to keep playing, and there's no way that the Broncos can keep up with the Chiefs, who need to win on Saturday to keep the pressure on the Titans. So, Mad Money Mike, I love that pick, and I, I'm fully confident that we're going to end this NFL regular season on a high note. I cannot say that for Cheeto's anti-bets. She is taking the Raiders plus three versus the Chargers. Mad Money Mike, we talked about this in our pick three. We both like the Chargers here. So I told this to Chittam. I told her, don't anti-bet this one. Please, God. She's 5-11 and 11 on the season on a four-game slide. But she said, nope, give me those Raiders. The girl's got her principles. You got to love it. Yeah, she's got nothing. She's got principles. So uh, <laughs> she doesn't have much money left either. But anyway. <laughs> All right, let's head to our closeout segment, Diaper Dad Diaries. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to let you start. 
Yeah, we uh, we're in we're in a wild phase over here, man. We've got uh, what I think happened was all of her uh, all of her molars finally came in, and so I think for a long time we were in the doldrums of like just pain, you know, pain and discomfort, and like everything for a while was marked by like. She just needed to eat. She all snacks, 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 snacks. Like, and I think it was probably like an oral fixation, like the need to chew and mouth. And, and that just like caused so many problems. There was nothing we could do. We never get a snack, tons of crying. All of that. We could fight with the molars have finally come in. And all of a sudden it's like the rain clouds have parted and she just like wants to play all the time and like be silly all the time. Like all this like new stuff is happening all the time. So it's actually tough for me to come up with a diaper dead diaries, but a couple things that I just kind of like jotted down, which are just like cute things that are happening. Um, one is like, she like, she comes up to us and she like puts her hand out and she's like, walk, walk. Now she doesn't have like the K sound, but it sounds like wah, wah. So she wants to grab our fingers. She wants to hold our hand and then she just parades us around the house. And then after she parades us around the house for a while, she takes us in the room and she like pats the floor and like tells us to like sit down and like read her books. And then, like, you're reading books for a little bit, and she's like, walk, walk. And then she, like, wants to walk around again. But the second you stand up, then she wants you to, like, sit down again and read her books. So, like, that's a hilarious thing. The other funny thing that's, like, an everyday, all-day thing is she wants to take off everyone's shoes and put them on other people's feet. So, like, it's not just it's not just me and Elena anymore. You know, Elena's mom is living in Portland now. So, we got the nanny, which, again, shout out to the Grammys. Never going to stop the shout out to the Grammys. Huge, huge, huge. But anyway, so there's kind of like a third person around a lot for Valley to do musical shoes with. So, taking off people's shoes and putting them on other people's feet, that's a big one. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Just, just like, it's just. She's got this like book where she's like, it's like a matching book and she's like starting to match things. There's like a column over on one side and then you like look in the picture on the book where those items are. She started like matching that. So just stuff, man, just like, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, it's hard to like have one big story because it's just like a million things. So those are some of the highlights from the last week. That's freaking awesome, dude. And I love how they're all good stories. It's not like a brutal plane, you know, a brutal plane ride or like (laughs) not sleeping again through the night. So yeah, that's awesome, man. It sounds like, uh, sounds like Valley had a new year's resolution to cut you guys some slack. Thank God. Thank God for resolutions, (laughs) man. We needed it just in the nick of time. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, yeah. What's going on over at Costa de Jackson? Oh man, dude, very similar kind of like potpourri rapid fire. Got three small ones over here for Kramer. So, uh, Kramer had his first like New Year's where we stayed up and watched the fireworks, and he did very well. Um, he was taking, you know, they were sleeping, but 11:45 on New Year's Eve, you know, like 15 minutes before midnight, I heard him rustling around, and so I went in there. I was like, "Hey, it's 15 minutes. Let's go out and watch fireworks." So uh, Kramer did really well, didn't cry or anything, and by the end of it, like he started clapping like nice. during the fireworks before any of us did. So he got it. So that was really cool. Nice. Um. And then another one was he loves to like, you know, hold his ears and say ears and like touch his nose and say nose and mouth. And he started doing it with Jack. And so he like touches <laughs> Jack's ears and he goes ears and he touches Jack's snout and he goes nose. And then he pokes Jack right in the eye. It goes, eye. <laughs> like Kramer, easy, buddy. Like, you can't poke the dog right in his eye. And then just today, um, Chittam and Kramer were sharing a little bit of ice cream. And uh, he'll go like ice, ice, and so Chittam will give him a you know a little spoonful of ice cream, and he's eating the ice cream, you know, a couple bites here, a couple bites there, and he 
he gets the spoon with the ice cream and one time just randomly he comes over to me and he like holds it out to me and I'm like, oh, you give me some ice cream. No, he just wanted me to look at it, and he never let me grab it, and he ate it. Right. He's like the biggest pump fake ever. He's like, son, what did I do to you to deserve that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, Kramer. I, yeah, it's like, son, do you realize like where that ice cream comes from? <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds you, boy. So, Oh, it's gold, man. It's gold. Yeah, man. It's, it's been, uh, thing, been good. This kid thing's starting to turn out to be all right, man. Starting to turn out to be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, we should stop there before we bury ourselves. But yeah, uh, yeah, it has yeah. been great. It has been great. So, Men with Mike, that's gonna close out season two, episodes twenty three, and this episode with our NFL Week eighteen pick three and bonus natty champ season two, episode twenty four. Dear loyal listeners, I, I mentioned this in the last pod. We're going to be in Las Vegas this coming weekend. The only thing that can stop us is COVID. So we are all quarantining, and that will not happen. So uh, we may be a little bit late on our pod coming out next week, but hopefully uh, we'll at a minimum have some great stories and uh, truckloads of money when Georgia wins. So Madam and Mike, how do you want to close this out? Oh, uh, just as always letting you know how much I appreciate you, man, how much uh, I enjoy spending this time with you and our loyal listeners. Make sure you email us at it's a lock at pod- at it's a lock podcast at gmail.com and tweet us at it's a lock podcast and just keep an eye out, man. Make sure you're following us on BetStamp. There are gems out there. We've been stacking up the money all year. You can follow it. It's at It's a Lock Podcast on BetStamp. And, and of course, follow me at Mad Money Mike on BetStamp. And, you know, look for us uh, in Vegas. We're going to be uh, we're going to be tweeting. We're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to try and do a show if we can. But we're definitely going to be tweeting. We'll have some great stories when we come back. And, uh, and we just, you know, we appreciate you, man. And, and happy new year to all of our loyal listeners. We're going to keep it going in 2022. There's lots of money to be made. We appreciate you. Can't wait to do it again next time. Well said, man. Money Mike. In fact, we don't have a loyal listener email this week. So definitely uh, appreciate the shout out for our email address on the Twitter side. Guys, check us out on Twitter at it's like podcast, Washington football team, the stadium collapsed and almost, almost hurt Jalen hurt. So if you want to check out that, uh, that clip you can check us out there on twitter i got into my first twitter feud on twitter so for those that are not following us on twitter it's probably because you don't have twitter and it's because twitter has a lot of jerks so i don't blame you so if you do have a twitter (laughs) account though you got to check us out and don't engage the trolls and the jerks because they do nothing for this world but try and drag you down so new year's resolution no more twitter feuds for it's lock podcast sage advice (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was going to close out Season 2, Episodes 23 and 24 for It's a Lock Podcast. It's a lock. Peace. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.